Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Thanks, Zoe, for a great few hours here on the Go Radio Football Show, just leaving the studio. Merry Christmas, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, still full of the, the good tidings. Barry, have you had a great couple of days? Yeah, the, a brilliant Christmas day. I didn't have so good a, a boxing day, obviously, but I, I like Christmas. It was great to spend it with all the family and listen, we had a, a fantastic time. We hope everyone stays well during these COVID times. For yesterday, both sides of the old firm will go into the break pretty happy. Celtic at lunchtime played well at St Johnson and Rangers seeing off St Mirren. Yes, Celtic um, missing a, a few key players, obviously. The, the biggest one being Callum McGregor, who I think has been Celtic's best player. So he go up to, to McDermott Park and get three points and get a good victory. Um, I'm sure Postacoglu will be ha- happy. And in terms of Rangers, you've you seen what St Mirren done to Celtic during the week getting a great point so it was all about making sure Rangers got the three points it was a commanding performance um, Scott Wright getting on the score sheet and Morello scoring again so overall I'm sure both managers will be delighted with the weekend's performances Mark Woody, when you look at it top of the table then Rangers on 51 points as we go into the break Celtic on 45 Hearts on 36 um, it would have been unthinkable for Celtic to drop any more points after the disappointment midweek against the other Saints Yeah I mean they had to come it was a strong start in 11 that Celtic had yesterday the, the bench not so you know, uh, depleted uh, squad Ange Postecoglou had to work with but it was a professional job professional performance the early goal obviously settled them down after 8 or 9 minutes um, and then getting um, you know two up uh, by half time St John's come back in a good goal from Chris Kane and then um, Beaton who I thought was superb uh, yesterday really was different class led by example um, as captain and um, he sealed it with you know eight nine minutes to go uh, with a nice strike from the edge of the box so overall we're pretty much now at the halfway stage of the season Paul it is game on um, but for Celtic there's no room for, for error it's a lovely lead to have for Rangers considering that um, they brought in a new manager it's been seamless and um, Rangers absolutely are the, the team to catch yep Rangers 9 league wins in a row elsewhere yesterday Hibs winning 3-1 at Dundee United Hearts stay third 2-1 against Ross County and Motherwell 2-1 against Livingston and Aberdeen 2-1 against Dundee Covid very much back with us it's never been away but Barry it was hard to take yesterday wasn't it looking and seeing well look at Ibrooks for example it looked pretty desolate 500 fans in a stadium that takes 50,000 yeah no great I, I feel for the the players um, and also the fans listen it's a needy atmosphere no doubt about it um, I didn't enjoy it last season I've got to be honest with you um, even watching the games um, but I can only imagine that it would have been even more difficult for the players playing empty empty stadiums for me football's nothing without the fans it's just disappointing that um, we've, we've made this decision but the decision's been made and you need to go on with it and I just hope hope soon 
rather than later, sooner rather than later, I should say, that the fans are allowed back in to, to support their, uh, their clubs. I wonder what people think listening. Will you be back soon at the football? We're due back in what, January the 17th? That's yeah, when Monday, we'll be back. Monday night. Monday night, looking yeah. forward to it. Listen, we know the Rangers fans wanted it to continue just now. They're on a terrific run. Um, and Celtic fans in general, I think, thought, and many other clubs, apart from Ross County, said, well, let's start the, the break now. It's not perfect. Nobody likes it. But you saw it yesterday, Mark. With, with virtually no fans there, it's a different game. But, but, but Scottish football had to give itself the best possible chance to, to allow fans back in. I was at McNamara Park yesterday. Pretty much horrible atmosphere. It just mm. felt like we'd, we'd stepped back in time a year and, and it wasn't pleasant considering what we've been used to um, since since August. So if we can take bring this break forward, I think it makes sense. Yeah, you understand Rangers, good bit of momentum, probably wanted the old firm game to, to, to go ahead um, under those circumstances. That's all understandable. But the revenue part, I think, like for example, St Johnston, that fixture yesterday under the circumstances of the place cost them 120 grand. What would the crowd have been yesterday? So you would have had 10,000, right? And no problem. You um, zip so, up, zero, yeah, 500. Hospitality, etc. So that that costs about 120 grand. So if, if if you look at Celtic Rangers, I think Celtic probably would have felt more. It would have been about not having. 55, 57,000 fans in rather than the, the financial part of it. But for, I think Hibs were due Easter Road against Hearts. Um, yep. Was it Dundee United were due? At, or Dundee were due at Dens. So you think of the loss of revenue for mm. those big derby games, Paul. It makes sense. And we've got to allow fans in for all sorts of different reasons. So I still think that the, the month of January is going to be a real challenge to, towards the end of it, even to get fans in the way our government is handling things compared to down the road. The number of 500 fans... It's preposterous. It still can't be explained why. It's at 500 fans. You're absolutely right. Why can only 500 fans get into Ibrox at 50,000 people yesterday? It does not make sense. It does not add up. But if the government are calling the shots, then we have to respond to it in the best way that we can to allow our fans to, to, to get into the game. And Barry, in England, people continue. Lots of the games have gone off because of COVID and we know that and it's affected loads of the teams here. But the games go ahead with... Yeah, but strange watching them. Yeah. Full houses. Eddie had yesterday. Yep. yep. Full houses. Um, and obviously we have made the decision up here to go down to 500 people. I, I don't get it with the size of the stadiums. You make a good example. Ibrox holds, I just think, under 52,000. And there's only allowed um, 500 fans. And for That's me, it doesn't make sense. 1%. Yep. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to go to pubs and watch it. They're going to go to people's houses and watch it. Um, and they're going to uh, congregate in places like that. Mm. So it doesn't make sense for me. But listen, the decision's been made. We can't do anything about it. I just hope, as I said, that fans are allowed in sooner rather than later. Because um, I don't want to see football played um, without the fans. It's 0.5%. Is it 0.5? Thank yeah, you. Oh, you percent. Well done. Because 1% would be. No, 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 you're right. Because 10% yeah. would be 5,000. Yeah. 1%. 500. Yep, you're right. That's right. I'm okay. right the first time. 800. <laughs> James. <laughs> James, <laughs> going to check us out. You get What's my abacus out. 0808 17 17 700 or you can come on the socials at Go Football Show. Hope you're safe and well. That is the main thing. Get your vaccination, get your booster and let's get on top of this going into the new year rather than being uh, locked away for people's mental health to get out uh, and about. Yep, that is. You were right about that about the percentage so there's still a lot to talk about we're on till 7 tonight and we're going to stay on during this break because football continues Barry for you and it was a difficult weekend for you I know for Alwa we were on yesterday with the guys and we see the you know the results coming in um, but it's 
in your league, nobody has run away with it, have they? That's the thing. No, but look, listen, I'm not going to hide for the fact that we're in a, a sticky situation at this moment in time. That's three defeats in a row. Um, with the, the players that I've got, it's, it's not good enough. But the only way you're going to get out of it is to roll your sleeves up and work even harder. Mm. Um, that's what I, I've always kind of maintained throughout my career. I've been through bad patches with bad performances um, and I work even harder to try and um, turn the results around about in the, the right way for us. Um, but all managers go through it, all players go through it, all teams go through it. Um, it's, a, it's about just, as I said, gritting your teeth, working harder than you ever had before and um, I'm sure we'll come out of it. Is this the first time in management you've gone through a sticky spell well, I've had that a couple of times as I said it's, it's part and parcel look you know before you go into it mm. that these times are going to happen they're no nice listen it's you toss and turn at night and you, you think about what way can I change it can I change the formation can I change the personnel um, all these things run run through your head um, and I'm not the only manager that's going through a tough time um, I feel from because it becomes a lonely lonely place at mm. times but listen I'm, I'm one of the guys my, my attitude is always to work even harder and roll my sleeves up and that's what we'll do and that'll start tomorrow night at training In the Championship Dick Campbell he'll be in great form another win yesterday Mark top of the table and Killy stay tucked in the race anyway um, a late win well not that late but they overcame uh, Hamilton Ackies and Killy really needed it any word yet and who's going to be the new manager because that's a big job they, are, yeah. they want to be back in the Premiership yeah it's an attractive job he had United jobs up for grabs um, as well Marvin Bartley has uh, been quoted been, for been that linked, yeah Marvin Bartley Dan O'Dea I think are the two names that have been right. linked of course um, Graham Matthews going in there as the sort of chief executive so mm. he'll have a link to Marvin Bartley uh, when, they, when they were at Hibs um, together so yeah, that, that could be one. But then David Martindale's just lost Dougie Emery to, to Morton. So, you know, does he want to lose Marvin so quickly too? But yeah, the original point about Kilmarnock, it's a great job, Paul. I think we were speaking about it um, the other night um, with, with Rob and a really good job, good football club. If you get it going there, if you're up the top of the league and pushing to, to win that title, you'll easily get six or 7,000 through the gates at Rugby Park. The fans will come out when teams are successful. But it's a warning to all clubs and to hierarchies about decision making you know less than three years ago commanded with Steve Clark yeah. you know they're, they're getting into Europe they're doing things and then from there there was you know decisions made that, that didn't work in terms of a managerial um, appointment so it's a warning um, to all clubs that you know never take anything for granted and that's why between Billy Bowie and James Fowler mm-hmm. at Kilmarnock they need to get this one right and um, certainly by the people who have applied for the job, Paul, they've got a real strong shortlist to choose from, and I think they'll make a decision within the next forty-eight hours. Yeah, it's listen a good club. It's a place I always enjoy going mm. down to play. Um, used to love going to Rugby Park. I'm surprised that it never worked out for Tommy Wright. I've got a lot of respect for Tommy Wright. I think he's um, he's a top manager. That was proven. But he, mm. the, the job he done at St Johnson. Um, but listen, it's a great job to get, and I'm sure there's a lot of managers that will be. Eyeing it up. If you get them back into the Premier League, yeah, for me, Kilmarnock should be pushing in the top six yeah. in the Premier League. They're going through a tough time just now, but they need to make sure 
to get the next appointment right. Um, but for me, it's a great job to get. Right, let's hear from the two managers from the big two. So the lunchtime kickoff, 12.30, Celtic at McDermott Park. They were in good form. Many changes. They'd uh, Obviously, maybe some COVID problems. Kyogo did start. Um, we'll find out what the manager says about his injury. But what about a game without fans? I don't like it. Like I said, you know, I'm super happy with the way the boys went about today. But did I enjoy the game? No. Like I said, I had a season of it in, in Japan and... I just don't think it's it's the same game. It's just, you know, we all need to realise that it's the supporters, you know, that make the game, you know. They're the ones that create the atmosphere, that make those special moments and I don't think it'd be any one player or, or anyone, uh, any manager who, who enjoy playing in an atmosphere like this. A couple of hours later, Rangers 2-0 at Ibrox against St Mirren. Giovanni was very pleased. We tried, we tried. Our passing game was, was really good today and uh, you could see the spaces were opening up in the second half. Adjusted a little bit their, uh, their uh, formation defensively, so which we had even more space to create chances. But in the end, you want to have the three points, of course, with as many goals as possible. But uh, I think I was very pleased with the way they uh, performed on the pitch. Scott Wright getting the first, Morellas the second. Barry, Morellas playing he looks, he looks sharper and he looks a bit thinner. I don't know if it's just the Christmas card, but I, I saw they said it in the telly as well. Um, and he's playing with a smile. Yeah, I've certainly seen a difference since Gio's come in. No doubt about mm. it. You're bang on what you said there. He looks um, slimmer, he looks fitter, he looks sharper. And he's playing with a smile on his face. And he's scoring goals. And that's what Rangers and Gio needed to get him back doing. And that's what he does best. To me, when he's on this type of form, he's a top striker. No doubt about it. He'll score your goals. Um, he'll frustrate at times, no doubt about it. But to me, he looks in a happy place just now and he's doing the hardest thing in the game and that's scoring goals. Four goals in five games, Mark. He's doing well. And, and the thing for me about Morelos is, Paul, we're talking about him for his goals. Yeah. Too often in the past we're talking about him, um, you know, for yellow cards or red cards or uh, off the field stuff, uh, you know, timekeeping at training, etc., etc. Yeah. But now, since Giovanni van Bronckhorst comes in, you're right, there's absolutely, I don't know, it might not be, but it looks as though he's leaner. You know, when you see him in his jersey, he looks much leaner. He's smiling. Sometimes he, he, he can have a, a, an angle as if he's not happy with himself, but he's smiling. He's clearly in a happy place. And he's backing it up with goals. And he's, but he's not only scoring goals, he's contributing to the overall performance. He's been a proper team player uh, under Giovanni van Bronckhorst too, which just adds to, to what he's got. So, if... Morelos can keep this going and there's no reason why he can't. He looks after himself, has a good break for the next 10 days or so, then comes back ready for the second half of the season. The business end um, of the season, he can 100% be the main man helping Rangers to retain the title. He can go on and help Rangers win that title. If Morelos isn't on it, Rangers might struggle. But with him there and a focal point and being right up for it, then Rangers can win the league by him leading the line. His goal sums him up just now. Good header, but he's first to react. That's mm -hmm. sharpness. That's fitness. See when you you're fit, you're fit upstairs, and that's what that's what happened with his goal against St. Man. Um, as I said, he's, he was first to react before any St. Man defenders. But look, there's no doubt about it. I've seen a major difference in him since Gio's come in, and that's maybe what he needed. Yeah. He maybe needed a kick up the backside, because there's no doubt. He's got so much quality. Mm. Do you think maybe Steven Gerrard had had enough of him? You know, he'd given him a couple of warnings. He'd been really good with him over the years. But maybe it's a, a clean... He always supported sleep. him in the public. Yeah. No doubt about it. I'm sure behind closed doors he wouldn't have been happy with his performances or his, maybe his fitness levels. But there's a clear um, change in him. Um, and maybe Gilles had that input. 
maybe sat him down mm. and said, look, I need you to be fitter because you're a big player for us. And he is, when he's on that type of form, he is a big player. He's a match winner. And Rangers need um, players like him playing like that every single week. Well, I'm very pleased. Of course, it's you know difficult situation for both of us, for me as a manager coming in at this time of the season, also for the players to get a new coach and, and, and of course, some, some coaching staff as well. But I think we did uh, very, very well just to continue the, the work uh, Stephen did uh, with, with the players, adjusted it a little bit in areas I, I thought we had to change. Very pleased because you know since I came in, you know we had a we had a lot of a lot of wins, only one draw, also in Europa League. So um, you know I'm very pleased with the with the performances the the players did since my arrival. And closing the back door as well, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that you know six clean sheets out of the seven uh, league games. Um, so it's, it's an impressive record considering that Rangers were conceding um, almost every game um, this season under um, Steven Gerrard. So. That's a big improvement. The input from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst because he's a manager, never take anything away from the manager, but by all accounts, one of the coaches that he's brought with him, Dave Voss, is, is different class, you know, real detail. Um, the players like him. Um, tactically, he's on it. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst trusts him. He's very sought after in Holland, so it was a real coup to get him um, to, to, to come along uh, with uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. So, um, you know, the manager is a focal point but it's about the guys that you have around about you as well. You can't do it all on your own. You know, you've got to be able to trust people. You've got to be able to delegate, allow them to do their tasks. You've got the players to like them. And so far, all those ingredients are, are adding up and that's why Rangers are in such a good place. At the start of the season, you both said you think Rangers will win the title. They'll retain mm -hmm. the title two in a row. We're going to give you the chance to look at that prediction again yeah or whatever <laughs> you can look at it because this is the final programme with both of you uh, this year here's Ange Postacoglu after the 3-1 win somebody said to him that they had 17 players in total who might have been available weren't available yesterday for Celtic certainly massive changes and uh, afterwards after the 3-1 win this was his reaction yeah it was difficult conditions obviously with the pitch the way it was and uh, you know they, they were pretty desperate for points as well so but I thought first half we were really good you know we took control of the game scored a couple of good goals probably could add two or three more second half got a bit scrappy particularly in the middle bit but still had our chances to get further ahead but uh, overall uh, just thought great attitude shown by the players Barkas there as well which we haven't yeah. seen him well for months have we really but he did okay didn't he not he too did, much to do he, he, did, yep. did, he did have a lot to do he came into a couple of cross balls he had no chance um, uh, with the goal um, it was a really good finish cross and finish but one thing like watching Celtic yes and I know all the teams do it now mm -hmm. you know, and there's just this philosophy don't punt the ball up the park and I get that I'm still more of a guy that in certain situations nobody's ever scored for Rose Ed you know? <laughs> and I know it's not pleasant in the eye yeah. But I'd rather put it in his own head than, than risk losing a goal. I mean, you see Celtic, they were putting themselves under pressure mm. with shot by kicks at 2-0 down. Eventually, they, they paid the price when the staff felt was shot um, with a ball. So I think when things like that, sometimes on, on such a difficult surface, it's not conducive to playing the ball. Remember back, clear your lines, get up the pitch, reshape. Barry. But maybe, maybe I'm just yeah, way so, off the map so with that. Yeah, but, but listen, I'm all for that. Don't mm. take any chances. But you they don't do. need to. When you're 2-0 up, you're, you're comfy in the game. Sometimes it's better just playing in the opposition half. That's it, get the ball in. Um, but listen, that's the way the vast majority of teams want to play now. They want the goalkeeper playing it out the centre-backs in the six-yard box and trying to, to pass their way out. Listen, it's great when it, when it works, but you can put yourself under um, a bit of pressure. Mm. And that's what Celtic did yesterday with Starfelt giving the ball away. St Johnson break and obviously Chris Kane a real good finish um, but the signs of a good team is they respond straight away and that's what they've done with, 
with Beaton getting the goal. Huge possession yesterday. What about stand-in skipper near Beaton and Rogic? That was a great double act. They controlled the game yesterday. Yeah, Be- Beaton for me has always been a good mm. player. I- I've always thought he-, he his strongest point is obviously he's comfy on the ball. He's comfy under pressure. Um, and that's what he showed yesterday uh, with his performance. Um, obviously getting the armband um, must have gave his, his confidence a, a major boost. Um, but look, he was... He was in top form. He was Celtic's best player for me yesterday. The bench, when you look at it, you know, young Dawson coming on did well. He did, um, yeah. But when you look at it, it's going to be a massive January for them. We said we'd hear about Kyogo. You probably know today. It looked bad at the time, didn't it? You know, when he yeah. pulled up. Mark, you were there. Yeah. Were you worried about him? Yeah, it certainly looked that one. You know, he just went down and he didn't mess about. And, um, you know, when the Celtic uh, medical staff came on, Tim Mountson came on, no messing about, just boom, sub, get, get him off. Even though it was a kid that we're having to bring on, um, I think by that point Celtic were one up. Um, anyway, so it was it was looking um, okay for them, but uh, I think it does show the need to go and get another striker. Um, and they are closing in um, on uh, Maeda, I think, um, from from Japan, expecting that to get done within the next seven days, which is positive for Celtic. I haven't watched him on YouTube or any of that kind of stuff, Paul, but certainly the reports are that he's a bit special, and he's a bit dynamic uh, in the final third. So that's a good one um, for Celtic. But um, you mentioned Beaton was superb, but Rogic again just gives the team that extra touch of class, that extra bit of finesse. You look at the way to pass for the second goal, you look at how he just created that wee half yard to his left-hand side to receive the pass, just the, the correct angle, and then uh, just waited it beautifully uh, for Abada um, to go and uh, score. So, I mean, I think McGregor's been great. Kyogo, obviously... Um, the, the, the two goals that he got in the cup final the way the, the execution um, of them but Tom Rogic and now doing it for 90 minutes as well Paul he's, he's perhaps as, as good as I've had in the, in the first half of the season he's been absolutely flawless Barry great to watch isn't he the Aussie yeah I, I've always thought that um, I, I always remember going back and asking Craig Moore but why what's the reasons for the 60 minutes 65 mm. minutes 70 minutes and he says there was never any issues with his fitness um, and you've seen this season certainly under Postacoglu he's, he's played the vast majority when he's he started the game he's played the 90 minutes but there's no doubt I mean, he's a gifted footballer he, he can handle the ball he can score goals he can play the slide rail passes but one thing about him he's strong as an ox as well mm. people are trying to get the ball off him Bang, he knows how to use his, his arms really well. Um, and listen, he, he's turned into a key player for Celtic this season. The Japanese boy went off early. There was a great concern about him. The manager, he just sort of shrugged afterwards. Yeah, he's OK. Look, he, he wanted to give it a go today. We knew he wasn't 100%. And we said to him, don't, you know, overly risk. He felt a little bit. So, um, yeah, just take him off. But, you know, he'll be fine. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Thanks James, keeping us right up to date with the traffic and travel. I must say it was pretty quiet on the way in. Yeah, it's Monday, it's uh, 25 past five. This is coming from the heart of Glasgow. Thanks for making the switch. We're on every night from five o'clock first to kick off with a football chat. Thanks to everyone who's made the switch in the last year and a half, well over a million downloads to the Go Radio Football show. Barry Ferguson, the Rangers legend, Mark Guidi, broadcasting royalty. And uh, <laughs> Rob McLean stand in here, Paul Cooney. <laughs> with you, Rob will be back tomorrow night. And uh, with him tomorrow evening, 
and I know who it is it's going to be Craig Moore tomorrow night he was here yesterday he was in great form oh, he brought in the selection boxes and oh. he ate all of it himself <laughs> no no he came in with that yesterday along with Big what, John what did he bring in? yeah selection boxes yeah they were right. out of date <laughs> no they weren't I'm only kidding well he was down my house a couple of weeks ago and How he brought he? nothing in oh no no he did happy <laughs> <laughs> COVID so we'll be on every night from uh, five so yesterday yep Celtic seriously went, huh? did they bring selection boxes no <laughs> I cannot lie 3-1 Celtic yesterday Rangers 2-0 against St Mirren uh, Hearts stay third top as we go into this break 2-1 against Ross County no he didn't <laughs> not, not a not a sausage not a carrot <laughs> Hibs winning 3-1 at Dundee United Aberdeen 2-1 at Dundee and I see nephew Lewis got on the score sheet and Motherwell 2 Livingston 1 in the championship what another great day for our both and we need to think about it are the part-timers going to be in the Premiership? The Cinch Premiership, could it be our broth next season because we're over halfway through and they are top of the table? And I see your old club, Kelty Hearts, they went down to 10 men. They lost 5-1 the first game they've lost all season. It's been some record though. Yeah, listen, it's going to happen at some yeah. stage, but at the start of the, the season and the run they've been on, um, for the first time in the, the SPFL, um, albeit it's only League 2, but what a, what a run and... What a job Tomo's done. He has. Um, so, listen, I, I'm sure that affected them with getting the man sent off at, at one each, no doubt about it. I'm sure next week they'll they'll come back with a bang. You've got a big game in a few weeks, Barry, haven't you? You've got Celtic coming to town. Yep. 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 Sure have. Are you talking yep. about that? Yeah, we will before the end of the programme because you've got, I know you've got, uh, well, you've got Falkirk this weekend, but also that's going to be a huge game in a few weeks' time, Mark. We're looking forward to live, it. Live on the, the, the yeah, telly. Live on yeah, the half telly. five on the Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. 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 Be we'll be there. Oh, go ready. Can we speak to you? <laughs> no, no, I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Sky Sports here. Oh. Or Premier Sports or whatever. Premier. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good, I think it's a really good um, Scottish Cup card mm-hmm. uh, that weekend. I think there's three or four. Mm-hmm. Cove against Hibernian it'll be a cracker Kelty against the Holders St Johnston uh, it'll be a cracker Alloa uh, against Celtics yeah there's some some tasty ties that weekend yeah, the only disappointing thing is you know what I'm going to say tell me the fans, the fans. surely they're going to be back if yeah. anyone you know in government or whatever is listening sh- by, by then that'll be yeah, that'll be on. well over the three weeks that'll yeah. be nudging towards four Yes. so hopefully but you're right Barry unfortunately we can't take anything mm-hmm. um granted but it'd be nice to think that we're, that we're back uh, having full houses starting that weekend that'd be perfect uh, and it's good for the club obviously of course a bit yeah. of money coming in obviously times are tough for mm. all, all clubs um, what's your and, capacity and even, uh, I think it's just over I think it's three and a half thousand right okay so something like that mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not just talking about the club even like the bars or whatever run about Alawa would have got a good turn with yeah. the, the amount of obviously Celtic fans that would have been travelling through and I'm sure they'd have come through early and, and went for a couple of beers mm-hmm. um, so that's a disappointing thing but look as you say is that three week period will be over hopefully hopefully um, the fans will be allowed back in Dave Mackay a name that featured yesterday the yeah. assistant manager at Dundee had to be registered again as a player aged 40 um, he didn't come on I don't think he came on at did, all no. Barry any chance that you'll re-register well, as a player well there's hope for us all yeah there? exactly what are you 42 <laughs> yeah so uh, you, no, I'll take yeah. 42 <laughs> okay well you look at 44 so, in 4 weeks would you play if you had to in the coming months to keep a game on yes register oh. uh, registered myself yeah, yeah of course I, I, yeah. I would um, if I was asked and it was the only possibility a game been on I don't know about playing well, starting the game you're the manager 
Yeah, I know. But you, you just ask yourself, yourself, do you go in the mirror yeah. and go, just oh, Barry? No, but we're, yeah. that, that, that's a problem you might have. Um, you might need to register yourself. What, what yeah. Dave McKay yeah. done at, at Dundee? Um, you never know. You, you honestly never know. And I was, I was surprised to see that. And you look at the bench, I think they only had, what, four people? Two, two, two young goalies two or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a tough one for. Mm. For um, for Dundee, and listen, I think it's going to happen over the the next period of time. No doubt about it. For sure, one of the goals of the day came from that game, uh, Mark, and it's the well. It reminded me of his goals against England a few yeah. years ago. Did you? For those who didn't see it, what was it? Thirty-five yards out. Yeah, right. Thirty-five yards. Yep. Uh, left peg, gap in the wall. Joe Lewis was kind of standing um, central, and he's just absolutely ripped it mm. uh, right into the goalkeeper's top right-hand corner. It was. A hell of a finish. Um, it put Dundee in the lead. Um, they couldn't hold on to the, the lead. Aberdeen eventually got the better of them and, and got the points. Aberdeen, I think Aberdeen played well, just going by sports. Mm-hmm. I think Aberdeen played well. Um, but yeah, it was a special, special uh, strike by Lee Griffiths yesterday. He saw that gap in the wall when he went but for that, it. That's a yeah. frustrating thing, I think, for a lot of people. That's what Lee Griffiths can do. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's um, for me, when he's fit and obviously firing, there's no doubt he can score goals and you need to just go back to the two England goals the amount of goals he scored at all the clubs he's been at and that was proof yesterday that's a frustrating thing about Lee Griffiths Jack's on the socials at Go Football Show saying his goal of the day um, was an absolute brilliant goal his side lost but it was a, a classic he lost four maybe five players before he beat the goalkeeper Dundee United yeah the Young Glass Declan Glass Declan yeah. Glass yeah it was a beautiful goal um, the way he just Danced and, and, and jinked um, inside, just kept moving on. He's, he's left, uh, he left four Hibernian players in his wake. Uh, it was a good 25 to 30 yard run as he uh, bobbed and weaved and eventually unleashed left foot shot 15, 16 yards. Uh, Macy had no chance. Yeah, I would agree. It would take something special to beat Lee Griffiths' goal yesterday. Um, but yeah, I certainly think that, uh, that young Declan Glass is, is worthy of the the goal of the weekend in the, the SPFL Premiership it, it was something very special Barry you enjoyed it yeah fantastic yeah. goal great piece of skill good composure pretty similar to Rogic up at Tanadice yeah. mm-hmm. as yeah. well um, yeah but it's great to see that uh, had everything so for me that just pips Lee Griffiths that was your goal of the of the yeah. weekend yeah. for sure it's a bit special individual effort thanks for that coming on the socials at Go Football Show we might take a few calls as well 0808 17 17 700 but there's so much happened yesterday and today as well we're keeping an eye on things uh, Motherwell fans are on saying what about Tony Watt it hasn't been confirmed but he didn't he was on the bench yesterday didn't feature Barry it looks as though the pre-contract with Dundee United is that a big enough move for him will they pay him that much more money than Motherwell, where he found a home, that that they loved him, top scorer, could a deal not be d- be done to keep him at Fir Park? It's the only person that will know that's Tony Watt and his, his agent. His agent. Um, I would guess Dun United will have a bigger budget than Motherwell, yeah. but going back on Tony Watt, I just think over the last year or so, for me, he's produced real top performances. Scored, I mean, he's scored some fantastic goals this season I just thought Tony Watt looked in a happy place I think Muddle suited him and vice versa um, Tony Watt suited Muddle so obviously they've not been able to come to agreement but the age that Tony Watt is Paul people have got to remember he's got to look after himself yeah. you're a long time finished it may be an offer that 
he couldn't refuse. Um, so, look, the only person I'll know in terms of financial um, terms is is obviously Tony and his his advisors. But I would imagine that Dun United would have a a bigger budget and be able to uh, pay a better salary than Muddle. Mark, yeah, I would think that Dun United having a budget, Paul, the, the ability to really push the boat out for two or three players. And uh, so much so that I wouldn't be surprised if what Tony Watt has agreed to go to the United for, it'd be touching double of what Motherwell right. be and and that and that's no disrespect. That'd be Motherwell pushing the boat out themselves, going to the top line. But Motherwell run a tight ship, and rightly so. Um, they're always a club that just want to make sure they don't put themselves into any bother, considering where they were, you know, 15 years ago um, or so. So I totally get that. And 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 Barry's right for Tony Watt. He is in a happy place at Motherwell. It's been brilliant for him the past 18 months. But this is probably his last big contract. He might have won more, really good one. But at the age of 28 to 31, 32, that's where you where you go. I don't make any apologies for saying it for any footballer or any person, any walk of life. You go and go for the money at that age, Paul. That you know, And when he's doing well, that's you go and look to cash in. And the United, as I say, have pushed the boat out for him. And he's um, he's decided to go now. The issue becomes: Do they try and do a deal next month? And I think under such circumstances, for all parties, you try and get this over the line um, in the next few weeks, so everybody can move on. What kind of scale would that be? Is would it be from two grand a week, hundred thousand a year? I'd be more than to that. More, yeah, three, I think three be, grand to yeah, be six. nudging. Yeah, it'd be nudging. Oh, yeah. I would imagine around about the the one eighty to to two hundred thousand pounds a year, Matt. Right. They've not, not they've not replaced Shanklin for me. And they know it. Yep, they, they know it sure. and they need a goal scorer and obviously Tony yep. Watt's been the, the hot one yep. um, out with the, the, the bigger teams. I mean, it's it's a hard one for Muddle. Look, Muddle are right. They, they stick to a, a strict budget. Yep. They can't go over it and um, Tony's got a, a difficult decision because, listen, it must be hard for Tony because uh, I've listened to him a couple of times and he's he's been really honest in terms of how Muddle's been really good for him. Um, but at the end of the day, You've got to look after number one, yep. and and Tony's known that this will be his last he big loves. contract. Yep. There's there's no doubt about it. Kevin Van Veen did all right and scored yeah. uh, a couple. And he did a great goal. Yeah, he one. did. That was a great uh, a great header. He got a goal the week before against St Johnson. Nice kind of dribble and and, and drilled home. Um, a finish. So he's been a good find. That that's where your recruitment and your contacts really come into play. Particularly clubs like Motherwell. You know, just we've been talking about there. You know, they they don't have thousands and thousands of pounds um, to throw at players um, every week so when they find a wee um, nugget and I think when you look at Motherwell's record um, over the past few years they always dig up some really good players you know they they, they really do um, you know you think to, to, to Michael Higdon to to John Sutton um, they did a couple of really good uh, Louis wingers Moult. Barry Louis yep. Moult and then a couple yep. of really fast Bowman. players went down south Bo Ryan Bowman, Ryan Bowman. Uh, was good it was uh, Humphreys remember Humphreys oh, well in, in, in wing I the had him did you aye yeah. so, Chris Humphreys aye. did you yeah. Sam as, as well so I think the recruitment they've always because you look at and I think Graham Alexander's alluded to it in the past couple of weeks as well talking about the Tony Watt situation they almost have to rebuild a team every summer mm -hmm. a lot of time it's just one year deals uh, or else players will get will, will get prized away with a bigger contract um, offer so a credit to Motherwell they've had a really good season so far delighted for Graham Alexander uh, he's a good guy um, works really hard good manager knows his stuff and um, he's got Motherwell in a really good place and in general people were a wee bit sceptical about him because we didn't know that much we know he's got Scotland yeah. camps but he wasn't that well known having spent so much of his career down south can you believe it was a year this Friday 
since Stephen Robinson left Motherwell. They were third bottom of the table and they're now fourth top at the moment. It's been yeah. uh, quite a quick year. And as you said, Barry, Mark was mentioned, it was a complete rebuild job, almost complete, huge rebuild job in the summer. Yep, and I think Graham Alexander's done a terrific job. Mm. Um, the strange mean, I think it was three or four weeks ago that up to Dens Park and they get battered yeah. with, with Dundee, mm. but they've always come back. But listen, he'd be sitting in fourth place, um, as you mentioned there. It was a big rebuild job in the, the, the summer, um, and he's recruited really well. And to be fair to Mother, as Mark's pointed out, over the last four, five, six years, the recruitment's been really good. They've always brought players up that nobody's known about mm -hmm. from the lower leagues of English football and they've always produced um, real top performances and that's merited moves down to, to like League One in, in the Championship. Sure has. So that's uh, Motherwell because the West of Scotland team have gone to them first. What about Hearts? They've probably been the surprise package of 2021, Barry. When you think about it, they came up Everyone said, oh, I don't know if the manager's going to last after the Brora Rangers Cup defeat. Mm -hmm. But third top of the table um, and they're sitting on 36 points. Celtic 45, Rangers 51. Your assessment this year of that? Terrific season. Yep. Um, I couldn't understand the criticism that Robbie was getting last year. Um, he'd done the job that he had to do and that was make sure they get back in the Premier League. He's done that and for them to be sitting in third place, I think it's theirs to lose. And your big pal, Lee McCulloch, of course, your former yep, they've done teammate. A great job. Yep. yep, done a great job. They're a good double act. Do they work well together? Yep. Um, really enjoys it. Really enjoys working um, under Robbie. Um, but it's their, their third place to lose. Mm -hmm. I, I think Hearts in a strong position. You look at the squad they've got. They've got match winners. They've got a goal scorer in Liam Boyce as well. Um, they're solid defensively. Obviously, with John Souter's just been caught with Scotland there and... Look with the goalkeeper they've got. They've got a top-class operator in Craig Gordon. So for me, Hearts, 100% a third place this year. I would have Robbie Nielsen as my manager of the year so far, Paul. Yeah, yeah. You take everything into account. Um, the pressure it was under at the start of the season, opening fixture at home with Celtic, etc., um, etc. Et um, yeah, everything into account. Uh, I'd have Robbie Nielsen as the manager of the year so far. Especially with Hibs doing so well for much of the year. Yep. You know, they did, they got to cup yep. final, they got to the semi-final yep. last year, then this year. Mm. to uh, had, had to win yep. over a support all over again. Um, yep. There's a number of Hearts fans that wanted Robbie um, out and uh, he's managed to come through that. He's managed, to, and by the way, you've got to say as well, credit to Anne Budge and the board. Mm. I think they've backed him uh, really well, backed him well too in the championship uh, last season. But he rewarded, again, we could talk about recruitment. Yeah, Craig Gordon, boom. And you get... Um, Possibly a player of the season so far as well. Craig Gordon, you look at his performances. Um, to, to, to John Souter, um, young Woodburn um, yep. on loan um, from Liverpool. Liam Boyce when, when he's when he's fit. Um, a great striker, isn't he? What about as well, still going yep. to jump. Kingsley. Yeah. Um, Mackay, you can go on. Mackay, yeah, you know. They've got a strong squad. They have got a really good squad. He's mm. been backed well. But you, you know what? Being given funds doesn't mm. he guarantee you success, no. Paul. So, and, and I say taking the big picture into account what he's been up against internally uh, in terms of the, the, the home support, I, I think uh, Robbie's been absolutely terrific and um, as we move into 2022, I'd give him the manager of the year for the first right, half of okay. the season. We'll find out who Barry will give it to. Is it Stephen Gerrard or Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? I've just been a bit cheeky. <laughs> yeah, tell him on the other side of the desk. It's the first half season. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find out how the panto was the other night, but we also want to... We're going to go through all the teams here in the Premiership. And we'll hear more from the managers. We'll hear from GVB and AP here on GO Radio. That's coming next. <laughs> 
The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Thanks, Chris. Terrific Christmas jumper. He's still wearing <laughs> day four. No, Chris, looking good. He changes every single day a Christmas uh, jumper. Barry, did you have the Christmas jumper on on Friday because uh, you went to the panto with the family? No, we had the Christmas mask on. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, the face coverings, um, but with Christmas hoodies for Christmas Day. Uh-huh. Um, the, the Ferguson um, family on it. But the pantomime was good. Grado and Shell Suit Bob were in, were in top form. Um, really enjoyed it. Fantastic at the pavilion. That was uh, I wasn't there this year. Mark, what about yourself? Great Christmas. Yeah, it was good, Paul. Yep, enjoyed it. The nice time. Can't complain. Nice time of the year. I love it. I love it. Enjoy it. Really good. And then ready for the football. It was such a shame yesterday. I kept thinking during the program on with uh, Craig Moore, John Hartson, and just saying, right, okay, at uh, up at McDermott Park because there was a band of Celtic fans who were there just mm. outside. They were quite, you know, they. I think they were. Well, I'm sure they were well behaved and they were banging the drum or whatever. A bit of atmosphere. And then when you went to Ibrox and you just saw so few people there in fact the cameras did you see them panning round the main stand across from um, the, the the main stand at Ibrox and the guy kept moving so he was on the telly at the beginning <laughs> is, is this me it's not crazy yeah. it takes 52,000 people as the Rangers legend tells us this is lazy this is not good just saying oh it's, it's, it's 500 people we're better than that they yeah. need to get a bit more science behind it and make it some more for people's mental health we should be out and about we have to be safe of course we do but just to say, right across the board, whether you're at, you know, but I think, uh, I think as well, Rangers. Uh, we, that when I say we, I mean like our, our footballing authorities, you know, perhaps should be challenging it more. More, Paul. absolutely. You know, yeah. like, like not, it's a not bit cosy, isn't yeah, it? Not, yeah, not not settling for yeah. five hundred across the yeah. board because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. add up. You know, when, when you when you're when you're looking at it, that's fine. And if, for example, brilliant, great day out. There's Barry's at a packed pavilion. Indoors, concerts were still. Yep. You know why? Why did it need to be yesterday? You know why not do it from today? Because we were having the the lockdown. The break. So do it mm-hmm. from. Um, to, I don't know. There's just wee things that are, that are inconsistent that don't add up, and sometimes you just feel that that from um, from our, uh, the the government authorities that that football gets singled out, and it's as if it wants to get made an example of um, all the time, and and fun for negative reasons and, and it's not right I feel it does get singled out do you boy? No, yeah. no doubt about mm. it look I, I think you're right you've got to stay safe during this pandemic no doubt about it the, the Covid situation isn't great but listen fans would wear face coverings fans would sanitise their hands get in and out of, of stadiums I, I've no doubt about it just for them to get to watch and support their football clubs mm. I'm not saying packed stadiums I, I get that it can't be but if you're looking at the stadiums that we've got here, i.e. Ibrooks, Parkhead, mm. Tyne Castle, Easter Road, Petaudry, you could get a, a right few thousand yeah. in there, no doubt, uh, no doubt in my mind. Um, it's just, it's not. you heard Postacoglu doing his interview after mm. the St. Johnson game, what he said, doesn't he enjoy it? No, it's not. The players don't enjoy it. That's why you want to be a football player. You play in front of fans. Now, I totally get that you can't at this moment in time, but surely you could get a higher percentage than what's in just now. Of course. And you make a great point. The Boxing Day, St Stephen's Day, it, it's about the sport. It's a huge day in Britain, Scotland, England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. It's a huge thing. And we were denied the fans being in at the grounds. And they'd probably, you know, they'd, they'd congregate together to watch it anyway, inside. It's outdoors. 
I know. It's outdoors. Outdoor. Maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. Okay, so Rangers uh, winning 2 0 in the afternoon at Ibrox. This is GVB afterwards. Well, the after afternoon we wanted because we wanted the win. We knew um, that St. Mirror would uh, give us a, a hard game. They showed today we were very compact. Our spaces were limited today, but I think the players did well. You know, especially uh, the first half, we, we scored twice. Second half, we had the right intentions to uh, score even more, but, you know, we created some good chances. But, you know, we hit the post once and some, some chances we didn't convert into goals. But I was overall pleased with uh, the intention of, of play and, uh, of course, with the three points because that's the most important thing. And he spoke about the transfer window. And one of the headlines today is uh, Van Bronckhorst saying to the rivals, we're going to be stronger in 2022. Well, we always anticipate. You know, that's the most important thing. If it eventually it will be uh, a busy transfer window, I don't know yet. But, uh, you know, we are, uh, we are well prepared and we have to wait and see what, um, what the transfer window will bring for us. So, Barry, are they going to be even better uh, in 2022 than they were in the first part of this season? Well, I'm sure he would like to, to strengthen, but that depends on what's available to go, go and spend. Whether somebody comes in with a, an offer that's acceptable for one of the top players, I'm sure if that does happen, Gio has got a plan B to go and get somebody in as quickly as possible. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, but I'm sure, I'm sure the board will try and support him as much as possible, because I, I know he would like one or two players in. Um, I know that Rangers aren't in a rush to sell any of their players unless it matches the valuation and top of each individual's head. So I'm looking forward to this January transfer window. No doubt Celtic are going to do a lot mm -hmm. of business. It'll be interesting to see what Rangers do. Does somebody come in for a Ryan Kent, for a Nathan Patterson, for a, a Joe Aribo? Are Rangers willing to go and do business? Who knows what sort of money they can get in? So it's exciting this, this January. But in terms of Rangers, I think they're looking really strong. I think if you asked... Um, any Rangers fan at the start of the season go into the winter break you're going to be six points clear but they've snapped your hands off If you were the manager of Rangers where would you strengthen? So supposing nobody goes just now would you still like to make a signing in January? Yep, I think uh, another centre forward mm. Yep because in terms of Roof I really like him I think he's a top player he just he, he tends to suffer an injury every three or four weeks a mm. niggly injury um, so your only real number nine is, is Morelos Jermaine Defoe I've, I don't know what's happening with, with Jermaine Defoe so I think a priority would be a number nine mm. um, I think they're really strong in the midfield area depending on what's um, happening with Ryan Jack we don't know yet if it's going to be longer term or, or short term um, but I think they're really strong there Hollander and Balligan are, are near enough back You've got Nathan Patterson and Tavernier. You've also got Barisic and Bassey. I think Rangers have got a strong squad. And the great thing about this Rangers squad is they know each other inside out now. They've been on this journey for a, a period of time, albeit it's a new manager. But for me, they're looking really strong going into 2022. It's funny how the move of Stephen Jarrett at first, you would say, what? He's going, he's gone. And now everyone's saying, actually, that's been great. He did a fantastic job. Won the title, stopped the 10, and he's moved on. People yeah. seem to be enjoying it. There's great expectations. What do you think, if you were the manager, where would you be strengthening? Obviously, it's hard to argue against Barry on that, isn't it? Another striker. Yeah, probably another you know, You'd think that they've lost uh, Eaton. I don't know if Eaton's away in Germany, if it's a full season loan or if there's a, a recall uh, for January. But that probably is the only position, as, as long as they keep everyone. But the thing that 
that would give me confidence there, Paul, listening to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, which was very calm, very matter of fact. And the phrase that stood out for me and it was, we are well prepared. Mm-hmm. And that means in all eventualities, I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know the place that we're in. If we sell somebody, fine. There's probably two or three that he thinks that he might lose that they'll be interested in. And that sounds to me like, okay, so if Arrivo goes, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If Patterson's sold, I know what I'm doing. If Morelos is sold, I know what we're doing. It might not be permanent deals, it might be loan deals, but it just sounds to me like a man that knows he's got all eventualities covered and that's what you want to hear. Preparation, forward planning, not flying by the seat of your pants. Mm. And that's the thing that stood out for me there. We are well prepared. And that means that they might lose a couple, but he's confident in the people that they've got on the list to bring in to replace them. Barry, um, Postacoglu's been going into the Japanese market. More to come, we think. Do you think Giovanni will go into the, the Dutch market? Yeah, it would make sense because mm. it's a market he knows inside out. Um, but that's l- l- I totally agree with Mark. I- I- if it's a player, for instance, I'm just us- using this as an example. If it's a Joe Arebo, he'll have three targets written beside Joe Arebo's name just in case somebody does mm. come in with an offer that Rangers are thinking, right, do you know what, we will do business. But it's got to be the right offer. So I think he's organised, he's planned, he's prepared for the eventuality that that could happen. Because um, that's just the way it is. Rangers have been open about it. They will do business if it's the right money. Um, so he sounds in his interview that he knows what he's doing. He's already planned just in case it does happen. But I, I, I've got a sneaky feeling nobody will go. And I think they'll allow him to bring in one or two. You don't, right, you don't think anyone will go? Because I was going to say, I'll read a real interesting one yeah. for me, Paul, in terms yep. of contractual situation. Just what we talked about earlier. With, with Tony Watt that, that, that's the one for me that if he's not going to commit and there's nothing wrong if he thinks he can get more money or he fancies going back down south wants a, a different challenge whatever it may be whatever his reasons are that's entirely up to him and good luck to him but if I'm Giovanni Van Bronck if I'm a football club I'm saying there's a £35 million title nothing against Conor Goldson but if you're not going to commit and he's got one eye on his move or one eye on a pre-contract I'd, I would rather have somebody in that I know is only focusing on Rangers and that's nothing against goals they might still be able to do that but I don't if I'm a manager I don't want to take I don't want to take that risk so if he's not going to commit and the signs are that at this moment he's not going to commit I, I'd be looking to the, to, to replace him and cashing in him next month I would sit him down and look at him straight in the eye and say right do you know what I get if you want to go and earn three times the money you're getting at Rangers but if because it's that big a season and Connor Golston let's be honest is a big player for Rangers if you're willing to give me 100% and I need to know right now, if he says, yep, I'm R, but I'm R going to go, I keep him. I don't cash in. Because you're only what you're going to get from What would you get? Look at the bigger picture. Do you get 750 for him mm. or do you go and try and get that 35 million? I think it's a gamble worth taking. I agree. I agree. You need to have that conversation yeah. with him and, and, and look him in, in the eye. But even subconsciously subconsciously as a footballer if you know what, what your move's going to be or, or you have penned a, a pre-contract or you've got seven or eight or nine ten offers to to look at for, for the summer on a free it can be a distraction and and then the last thing that a manager needs is a key player in that position just ever so slightly with one eye off the ball so if, if, if Giovanni for example has lined up somebody a right central defender 
that he knows whether it's on loan for Holland or somewhere permanent whatever the circumstances may be if I'm him I'm thinking I want to get that yeah under normal circumstances keep goals and get him signed up and let's move on tie him down a three year deal but if that's not going to be the case I'd, I'd, I'd definitely have a niggle and you don't want to have any niggles if you can avoid see, them see I've changed my, my way of thinking that see about four or five weeks ago I was like if he's not going to commit go but Off-ski. I've looked at him closely I've looked at his attitude I've looked at his performances I've started to creep up again to what they were not, not as good as last year but he's starting to get there I'm now seeing a different attitude in him now that's the attitude that you want to be about the club if he's not going to commit it's disappointing but he's a big player played every minute last yeah, season he is he's just too big a player and yeah. I get mm. I, I like uh, Balogun's done well mm. I think Hollander's Rangers best out now defender mm. I like Golston and Hollander I think they're mm. a good partnership but for me I think you've got to keep him you've got to try and keep even if he's not going to commit beyond this season I think it's too big a season and it's worth the £35 million the one thing for Rangers is they've uh, come to the end of the year and they won the title. That was the biggest thing in the year, but not a cup, Barry. And it must have irked Stephen Gerrard and uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was in the door, but he was in the stand. We know that at the cup semi-final yeah, against It's, frustra- it's yeah. got to be a frustration for the, the management team, the board, the players, and also the fans. But they've still got one more cup to go. They've still mm. got the Scottish Cup. Listen, the bread and butter, no doubt, is the league championship. That's the one that you want, but they need to... Start winning um, cups as well. Disappointing against Hibs, no doubt about it. Hibs deserved it in the day, but they need to start winning domestic cups as well. And that's one they'll be going for the Scottish Cup. The League Cup went to Celtic. We'll hear more from AP and we'll talk about Celtic uh, after the news, which is coming up shortly. And there's more from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst as well. And we'll look forward to, well, some of the other headlines today and looking at all the teams. Aberdeen's win against Dundee. Motherwell against Livy. Hearts against Ross County. Hibs winning at Dundee United. What a good start for Sean Maloney. Rangers 2-0 against St Mirren and Celtic 3-1 at St Johnson. Um, it's the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and Barry Ferguson. We're, af- we're back after this. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Yep, it's Monday 27th of December, just that period between Christmas and New Year. But the Christmas spirit very much here in the studio. The tree is up, the bunting is there as well. (laughs) The bunting, what's bunting? (laughs) There is no answer to that one. Uh, As we look back at the weekend, and it's the winter break now, no matter what you feel about it, it is here. Ange Postacoglu, um, yeah, he's been speaking about it after Celtic's 3-1 win at St. Johnson. Break's coming at the right time because I don't like playing in empty stadiums, mate. I don't know why people confuse the two. We didn't want to keep playing, not because of any other reason, but if anyone enjoyed today's game in here then I'm sorry, they, they understand a different football game than I do. I like supporters here. I don't care if they're all away supporters. I think that's what the game's about. So I'm glad that we've stopped it. And, you know, there's no guarantee they'll be back in, in when it re- resumes, but I hope it is. Give, at least we give them a chance. Um, I don't know why people want to dismiss, you know, the effect that supporters have on, on, on our game. I assume everyone wants to play in packed houses. Otherwise, we may as well just uh, play in our backyards. Barry Ferguson, hard to argue against it. I can't disagree with that um, in, in terms of his opinion about it's, it's horrible playing me in front of no fans but also I get Rangers side that they want to continue because they're in a good run of form and they're going to go to 
two places which is real difficult Pataudry with no fans and Celtic Park with no fans um, so I, I get it for both sides um, but like football empty stadiums I just I hate it hate it and Rangers have kind of put that to bed as well I mean you know we said it two years ago they beat Celtic in front of 60,000 there was only 800 Rangers fans at Parkhead they have done it look at the way they've played uh, this season so I know not as well as they did but the table that I've got here they're six points ahead Mark, I sometimes wish they would come together a wee bit a united front in football but maybe that's naive yeah un- un- unfortunately it probably is um, Paul it's all, it's all about um, a bit self-interest and, and, and I don't say that I mean, to criticise any club of course you do you know, you, you want to look after whether it's financially the one thing about Ange Postecoglou you know I don't think there's a from him as a football manager he just sees look I want fans in the ground he was quite clear about that you know it was no, I don't think he was trying to mask um, anything else it was a clear message he was unequivocal in what he said and why he said it and you're right as you said to Barry you can't argue with him Barry can't you know, none of us can yeah you can say yeah that's fine for, for our club I'd prefer if we kept playing but in terms of the reasons that he's cited for his football club and for football in general and I was in Perth yesterday watched the game it is right it's not the same you know we don't want to be where we were 18 months ago we want to be where we were three weeks ago um, so it was just very disappointing that we couldn't get full houses up and down the country yesterday just for the last weekend and then we move in and, and, and see where we are um, but um, I thought Postecoglou spoke very very well there about his reasons excuse me and his football club's uh, reasons Rangers and Celtic are both on good runs unbeaten yeah. runs aren't they Celtic as well and look at Kyogo there was all the chat about oh he would miss uh, Judgment Day next uh, the 2nd of January mm-hmm. but it looks as though he wouldn't have well I think uh, um, had the winter break not been brought forward Paul mm-hmm. by the sounds of it I don't think Celtic would have risked Kyogo yesterday no, I, I think they would have, I think I would have kept him mm-hmm. um, for Cotton the game against, yep. against Rangers and, and yep. rightly so because they don't have another striker you look at the bench uh, yesterday uh, the lack of options um, that, that they've got so I think they would have yeah wrapped in cotton well um, to, to, to be ready for it but because they knew it was their last game um, for three four weeks then they thought right we'll go with it because we don't want to drop another two points having just dropped two uh, in Paisley midweek it would be a chance it's probably too late for the game if fans are back in are they going to be back for the well, 2nd of February? Surely Celtic should take a stand and say, I'll tell you what, Rangers, there's that end of the ground. We're going to give it to you. Yep. No chance they should be. That. They should be bigger. They absolutely should be. Football without the fans. So answer that one should then, Mark. I'm looking at way. you. It, yeah. it should be if you're playing at Ibrox yeah. in Celtic. I've got 8,000 yeah. fans. It should be when you're playing at Celtic Park in uh, an old fun derby that there's 8,000 Rangers yeah. fans. That's the way that if you ask any player current player that's played in it ex-player who's played in it they would all 100% agree with me on it that's what makes a game for sure not just your stadium full of your own fans and you're going to take a corner even if it's Highbrook Celtic mm-hmm. fans are giving you absolute dogs abuse and the same at Celtic Park um, vice versa but I, I don't like it I don't like the old firm games when it's just the one fans that mm-hmm. are inside the stadium for me it's got to go back to the way it was uh, before I think it's going to happen many times soon I don't could the league show some cojones and get involved and say to the two of them hey come on I mean, you, start you, you used to behave. have been the games yeah and how do you feel as spectators watching it or mm. when you're there well, commentating it was always much better over the years mm, yeah. with the colour and uh, you've got if you're at Ibrox it's mainly yeah. the red white and blue but you've also got the green and white the Celtic and vice versa I mean, you used to run away the tunnel it's much better the first yeah. thing I've done right and you see them 
Yeah. Aye, I, I go out and I just look left and it just be a sea green and white. Yeah. That's what it was all about. That's what it was. Um, and the same at Celtic Park. When sure. you run out, you've only got the wee, I mean, it looks, it's 8,000 fans, but it's it looks small yeah. on the right side of, of Celtic Park when you run out. And you can't really hear your own fans because there's, there's um, 52, 53,000 Celtic fans. That's what old firm games are all about. You need to get back to that. What are they all scared of? What is it? Is it, it, it was a thing that Dave King brought in yeah. at Rangers. He, they, they, Rangers started the ball rolling yeah. um, on it and Celtic followed suit as they, as they felt they had to do. They were under pressure from the supporters to, to do so. But you're saying, you know, should Celtic be the bigger club and they start off again? Oh, but Rangers on, win their game because exactly, the next game is Celtic. Yeah. Unfortunately, Paul, it looks from the outside um, looking in and it's it appears to be a lack of trust at boardroom level. Between both it, clubs, yeah. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That that's yeah. what it would appear mm -hmm. to be. It doesn't look as though now. It might be wrong. There might be things going on in the background, but it doesn't look as though it doesn't look as though there's a good working relationship between the clubs at, 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 at boardroom level. I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, please correct yeah. me. And someday, for the clubs come on uh, and put me right. But that's the impression that that you get. That there's just and and we need it. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. you, you, we need it to be good from the the two biggest clubs in the country mm -hmm. by a distance. Um, you're right should the SPFL and SFA get involved you would like to think so but they're not going to take on the mm -hmm. uh, Rangers and Celtic they're and not the TV going to companies do don't either do they no, I don't think they not. do so you know when you, when you put it all into the mix so yeah. maybe but maybe this is the way it's going to be moving forward That, that, that but I don't think it's right I think you bring a bit of balance to, yeah. to the games and you allow away supporters in because it, it adds to it all but if both clubs feel that this is the right way mm to go that we're not going to change and it's one of the as well Paul nobody wants to blink first <laughs> you know yeah, so case, it's not you know, never going to happen then. so exactly yeah it's no it's no Barry Michael Nicholson is the new chief exec and congratulations yeah. to him he's got yeah. the, the job permanently Stuart Robertson MD at Rangers surely the two of them two young men in the job should start to forge something because that's the reason they're called an old firm because on the pitch you have a real go at each other and the fans mm -hmm. have their, their day but behind the scenes you know they want more TV revenue and the better the spectacle, then the more money in the future. It needs a bit of ambition in the league. We need to get VAR, get it sponsored. Uh, we need to have the Premier <laughs> agree on the sponsor, all the clubs, and uh, look forward. Yeah, I, was, I was saying, go and ask any current player who's played in the yeah. stadiums, what I, I was talking about, like Ibrooks, where there's 8,000 Celtic fans or ex-players. Go and ask your fans. The fans would want that. Yep. Yeah. And I guess if you lose your when they're giving ticket, each other in yeah, the corners, yeah, sure. that adds to the occasion. That's it. That's that's what the games are all about. And it needs to get back to the way it was. Um, stop bickering, sit on the table, and exactly. have a cup of yeah, a cup of coffee and a cup of tea and great selection box. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all getting well paid to run these clubs. You know, in the meantime, the fans are oh, they're all just green, white, or blue and white. They, you know, yeah, but there's also as well, Paul. You you would imagine too. Now you you look at the power of the supporters mm -hmm. now because of social media and the pressure that they can yeah. put on mm -hmm. their clubs for, for various reasons and you wonder as well if either club like I say I'm going to use the term had to blink first or put mm -hmm. an olive branch out whatever you want to call it they might face a backlash on their own supporters for being the first ones to try so if, if Celtic put the hand out they said come on I tell you what bring your 7,000 into Celtic Park yeah. for the next game as long as you do the same same for us or likewise mm -hmm. right? would they face a backlash from their fans as in you're putting um, the interests of the old firm ahead of the interests of our our club and our core supporter base. Now I can I can I can sort of understand that, 
um, to, to an extent but the football club has got to be in charge of the football club fans are so important I will say that they plough 25, 30, 35 million pounds into their clubs every season uh, season book uh, holders that's why you want to see them inside the grounds in the current circumstances as well so yes fans should have a say absolutely but they can't dictate as well there's got to be a balance of listening to the supporters taking on board what they say respecting what they say but ultimately the the the, the board room at football clubs have got to make the decisions Strong leadership, that's what's uh, required. What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Can you sort it out, guys, during the, the winter break? Right, we'll, we'll have it sorted by the... You know, it'll go on and on. This is the problem. You become entrenched. Who blinks first? When's going to happen? People have got season tickets. They go, oh, I thought I'd get to the game. They should set it out for next season or whatever and say, right, you're back in. You're right, the whole of that end, you know, the 8,000 for Celtic fans, 8,000, whatever it is, for uh, Rangers fans coming to Celtic Park. Because what, what have you got to fear? You're scared. You're scared of opposition fans. Come on. You're kidding me on. I mean, bonkers. Go Radio Football Show. Let's hear from uh, GVB. He's pleased with the uh, season so far. We tried. We tried. Our passing game was, was really good today. And uh, you could see the spaces were opening up in the second half. Adjusted a little bit their, uh, their uh, formation defensively. So which we had even more space to create chances. But in the end, you want to have the three points. Of course, with as many goals as possible. But uh, I think I was very pleased with the way they uh, performed on the pitch. So a decent but unspectacular win for Rangers 2-0 against St Mirren. A couple of hours earlier, Celtic 3-1 at St Johnson. But it was a decimated one. When we gave you the team news just before 12 yesterday with Barkas, okay, Starfelt, Liam Scales, near beat on the captain. Kyogo, that was the big news that he was playing. Uh, Abada, uh, McCarthy starting. Rogic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Stephen Welsh, Juranovic. But it was on the bench that tells the story. Uh, Ryan Mullen, uh, Soro and Bolingoli. Joey Dawson, Adam Montgomery, Owen Moffat and Ben Dolk. The manager after while, afterwards, uh, he praised his experienced players. Yeah, they, they were good, but, you know, to be honest, I thought it was the experienced ones that really stood up today, you know. Beaton, Rogic, McCarthy, um, you know, uh, Yossip. You know, really, we needed some experienced guys, um, you know, Cameron at the back to, to stand up today uh, in, challenging, in a challenging game, and they did. And he said they showed character. I don't think that does. I think the whole first half of the year has. So we, we haven't had one bit that's been in smooth at all. You know, we've had uh, quite a few challenges thrown at us uh, in this first sort of five, six months, and right from the first game. And, but we're, we're stuck at it, and, and it's credit to the players, and I don't think there's any doubting they've got great character within that team. How was Kyogo? Well, he said about Kyogo as we yeah, had. Yeah, he's okay. Look, he wanted to give it a go today. We knew he wasn't 100%. And we said to him, don't you know, overly risk. He felt a little bit. So, um, yeah, just take him off. But, you know, he'll be fine. Barry, you would see the highlights. What about James McCarthy? Did you see enough of him yesterday? I, I never... I, I seen the highlights, but there wasn't too much. much um, yep. I know Mark was at, was at the game and I was asking him off air mm -hmm. about it. Look, he's not had much game time at all. Uh since he's, he, he signed with Celtic um, and obviously that was an opportunity for him mm. yesterday to go and show that listen I want to try and fight to get in that, that start of living because if you look at the the players that have been playing in there um, good players I mean Callum McGregor as you know he's been um, for me the, 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 the top player for the year yep for yeah. Oh, and Celtics team. Indeed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get me to change. No, no. So it's, it's going to be a tough area to get in in the middle of the, the, the park. So it was an opportunity for him to go and show the Celtic fans that um, getting a four-year contract at his age, 
probably a lot of people looking were maybe surprised um, about it but I just go in the past and, and what he's done and James McCarthy's a good player yeah. there's I, no doubt about it he's a good player how was he yesterday? yeah he was, he was good he broke up play Paul he read the game well broke up play and the thing that that caught my eye about him was um, how quick he was with moving the ball on You know, he didn't ponder he was incisive uh, and it was quick and he kept the play flowing for Celtic I mean you listen to what the manager said the manager singled him out after the game now clearly what's been Ange Postecoglou he's taken advice from from John Kennedy and, and Gavin Strachan they've clearly identified that's an area of the team that we need to strengthen mm-hmm. now for example they could have said no Sorrow Sorrow's a man they know that Scott Brown's leaving etc etc Sorrow can but they thought they've clearly thought no for whatever reason Sorrow's not up to it or not up to it yet and they had to bring in somebody with experience James McCarthy on a free transfer yes he'll be on a handsome wage mm-hmm. of course he will but when you look at games like that yesterday, and let's imagine James McCarthy's not at the club, so they're bringing in somebody not as experienced mm-hmm. or not as with the same kind of quality as him to play in the middle of the park. If Celtic do go on and win the league, Paul, yesterday's a kind of game where you look back on and you say, that was a turning point. Yeah. Just before they went mm-hmm. a break, having dropped two points at Paisley four days earlier, James McCarthy played his part. Another thing about James McCarthy will be, yes, it is all about what you do on the park, but it's been a good professional about the club as well. Celtic lost a lot of good senior pros. The club's been in turmoil, or was in turmoil in the summer, as, as Ange Postecoglou said. So having a good type about the place, a good pro, a good leader, to help Callum McGregor and Tom Rogic and Neil Beaton, all those kind of guys. So when you look at the quality that they've added, the experience of Joe Hart and Juranovic and McCarthy, and then the match-winning elements of guys like Jota and Kyogo, they've recruited very very well in the summer and just give James McCarthy time he's a proper footballer just look at the level he's played at yeah. I mean I, I played against him yep. as a young kid coming mm. through at Hamilton you could see the potential on him straight away uh, he was feisty he, was, he could get about the pitch and then you go down and you play in the pre- Premier mm. League for Wigan Everton and Crystal Palace mm. um, so you, you're getting a player who's played at a high level albeit he had a horrendous injury remember watching the game yeah. at Everton took him a bit of time to get back there a lot of people say that he never played a lot of football if you go and look at the, the game time not a lot, a lot of starts but he was coming off the bench for Crystal Palace so he did play a bit of football um, at the highest level yeah. I get Premier League toughest league about with the, with the best players so it's again it's took him a bit of time to adjust because it's a total different game English football to up here this is 100 mile an hour um, and you've got to be you've got to be bang on it and if you're no bang on it you come in for criticism um, but listen you don't become a bad player overnight James McCarthy's a good player played at a high level he's an international player as well remember sure. yeah. a player criticised again yesterday Carl Starfelt you touched on it yesterday Mark you were at the game what do you make of Starfelt and if you were the manager you have to buy somebody during the summer or if you said oh, I've spent four million on him or whatever we have to make it work is it going to work? The signs aren't the great just now, Paul. You have to be honest. You know, at, at that kind of money, you, you're expecting better. You know, just to even the, the you know the lack of quality in the past that led to St Johnston's um, goal, his performance in the, in the in the cup final last week. You know, you're looking, thinking, you know, that's that's not the standard that's needed to go and win um, a title. Um, do you persevere, the guy? Well, yeah, you'd like to think that that, that there's clearly a player um, in there. Um, 
but I, I, I have to be honest, I've, I've, I've got my doubts. You know, I've, I've, I've got my doubts because he, he's not. Put it this way, he's not filling me with confidence, Paul. No. no, he's not filling me with confidence. And no sign of Julian yet, but uh, Carter Vickers has done well, Barry. What's your thoughts on I Starfield? I call him Carter yeah. Vickers. No, That's right, no, the Vickers. Vickers. Davey looked at me, I have a horn coming out of my head. Yeah, that, the other night when he said to Davey, what do you think of Vickers? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to ministers and priests. And In terms of <laughs> Carter Vickers, I'll be honest with you, he had a slowish start, yeah. which is natural. You're getting used to the, the speed of the game up here. But I think over the last um, number of weeks, he's turned into be a, a very good player. Starfield? Um, no. Oh, Carter Vickers, Carter sorry. Vickers. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he's yeah. a he's a really good football player. Yeah. Listen, he's, he's he's at Tottenham for a reason. Mm. Um, obviously played at Bournemouth last year in, in loan. Do you think Celtic will get him? I know I Daniel Levy said How much would he go for, do you think? Because that'll be but, Daniel but Levy. listen, see the problem is yeah. with Carter Vickers, a championship club will pay £10 million mm. for a centre-half down there. That's ones, the problem yep. Celtic yeah. have got. Uh, is Celtic going to pay £10 million for a, a centre-half? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's beat. turned into a good player. In, ter- mm-hmm. in terms of Starfelt, I think there's a mistake in him. Mm-hmm. And there is. There definitely is. Derby have beaten West Brom 1-0. They were going great guns earlier in the season, West Brom, but not now. Just maybe they would need somebody like uh, Carter Vickers, but he has done well. Uh, is it definitely, yep. the, is that the price tag that's on his head? No, I think that was. What, it's, it's it's ball accounts. It's it's negotiable. That was yeah. a, a figure that was mentioned about five six weeks ago. But ball accounts, it, it is negotiable. Mm-hmm. I you, think if he's hmm? he's in the kind of six million pound mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. bracket, five six million pound, I think Celtic would sign him. Yeah, agree with you. Yeah. For Celtic yesterday, they started. It was a fast pace. It was the Ange ball type of football. Well, we needed to start well and. You know, we started well, you know, Wednesday night, but we just didn't get the goals to show that. But uh, tonight we got the goals, which is always important for us, the way we play. And uh, as I said, I thought the players showed great attitude and commitment. They've won a cup, Mark and Barry, but um, was Wednesday night the night where they'll look back? I keep thinking of the Livingston at the end of October, where they drew yeah. the Livingston game and then St Mirren the other night. Two games that a team on form, which they have been, scoring goals, but they couldn't in those two games, or not enough. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's blips, you know, out with the four old firm games, you've got 34 other league games to play. So you're going to have three or four games, probably, unless you're having a Brendan Rodgers type season, which which happens, you know, once a decade, if you're lucky. Um, so yeah, the, those things are, are happening. What, what it does now say, for example, it, it's, it's two scenarios, is that come February the 2nd, if Rangers go to Celtic part and win, I think the title's as good as over. Um, at the moment the thing that will keep Celtic going is that there's six points behind but there's nine points to play for against Celtic so the title is still in Celtic's hands that's all you can ask for Paul at any given stage that it's still in your hands and you're not looking for favours because the way Rangers are going we don't know how it's going to look on February 1st at the close of the transfer window but the way things are going just now Rangers are relentless Mm. they're looking like a team that's going to retain the title Celtic need to upset that they need to do it themselves the first opportunity they get is February the 2nd. They must take that opportunity. A draw's no good either. You've got to go and win the game. They haven't beaten Rangers for more than two years, I don't think, in the league. So Celtic need to keep it in their own hands. Rangers want to take it out of Celtic's hands and really create a gap. If if, if Rangers finish that night nine points ahead, mm-hmm. it's as good as over for me. But if Celtic reduce it to three, it's game on. You know, what a final 12 weeks we've got. Barry? 
Yeah. Rangers are certainly in the driving seat. I, I says a, a week or so ago, I believe that both teams would win every game up until the, the break. Obviously, the break got bought, uh, brought forward. I watched the game last Wednesday. Look, they dominated the game. And a lot of people say, oh, but, but you've got to give Jim and his St. Yep. players, but they were decimated. And he played, listen, he probably doesn't want to play that way, but they played basically 10 men behind the ball, 11 men behind the ball, yep. and their, their defensive third. And, and Celtic found it hard to break them down. Um, but look, look, there's still a long way to go yeah. but for me Rangers in the driving seat in that game in the 2nd of February I mean if it goes 9 points it's Rangers if it goes Celtic you're down to 3 and then it's it's game on so um, I, I, I wish the game was obviously in the 2nd <laughs> of January yeah but it's, it's obviously not um, how many sleeps is the, that now 33 or something yeah, we need to wait in the 2nd of February but yeah. at this moment in time Rangers I mean I, I'll go back to what I said earlier if you says to the Rangers fans at the start of the season going into the, the winter break you'd be six points clear they would have um, bit your hand off for it The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show the Monday edition it's the holiday edition yep we're here Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney with the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Just looking at the top scorers so far as we say goodbye to 2021. The top scorers so far this season and uh, with 16 in total is Kyogo Furuhashi. Uh, eight in the league, uh, three in the League Cup and five in Europe. Second, Alfredo Morelos. Morelos yeah, yeah, I was going to, I yeah. wasn't sure. Morelos. Yeah, Morelos with 13 in total, eight in the league, one in the League Cup and four in Europe. Third top in the east of the country. Uh, so, Boyce, Nisbet, Boyce. Boyce is correct. It's Liam Boyce. Uh, not been in so much the last couple of weeks. Seven in the league, four in the League Cup, 11 in total. And in the same number, it's uh, the other side of Edinburgh in Leith. Martin Boyle. Boyle Martin yeah, Boyle, he's yeah. 11 as well. Uh, and then, Motherwell's own Tony Watt with nine in the league and one in the League Cup. So he's 10 in total. Leela Badawi's two goals yesterday on 10. I, I tell you something, Kevin Nisbet's coming back to form. Good to see a goal for him yesterday, yeah, wasn't it? Good to see. Because yep. um, I, I, look, I think there's a lot more to come out of, of Kevin Nisbet. Um, as I said, terrific season last year. Broke broke into the Scotland squad. Tough time yet, and it must be tough going through a, a barn spell. But listen, he, he kept putting himself in the positions. He was missing mm. some chances, but that's what I like about him. And he's he's now. I certainly go back to the the semi final in the League Cup against Rangers. Thought he was excellent that day, him and, and Boyle. And I've watched a few Hib, uh, Hibs games since and you see his, his form starting to get back to where it was last year and starting to score goals, which great to see. Who's coming top in Edinburgh for you? Is it going to be Hearts or Hibs? Uh, uh, I was going to say Hibs. Yep. Hearts. Hearts for, for the whole season. Yep. Yeah, it's looking like it, isn't it? Although Hibs coming back in. Also in 10 goals, so that was uh, Leela Bada, Tony Watt, uh, Kemar Ruth. We mentioned him earlier on, but you you know when you love your football, he's a player you like to watch, Mark, isn't he? I, I, I like Kimar Roof, but you know Barry hit the nail on the, the head earlier on. Paul, you know we're, we're, we're talking about squads and having a good attendance record, mm. and he doesn't have a good enough attendance record, and it's just unfortunate. You know some injuries, some players are like that, and you feel for them because there's nothing worse when they want to get into a rhythm and get into a flow and. Kimar Roof, not not just since he came to Rangers, I think even before it, you know, his career's been pretty stop start and it'd be great for, for him just to go and get ten months, you know, just to go and get a full season uh, where he's available because there's no doubt he is a top quality player. 
Did I mention Jota of Celtic? He's on uh, eight goals, uh, five of them in the league, one in the League Cup and two in Europe. Uh, Ramirez of Aberdeen on eight goals. Kevin Van Veen has two yesterday on seven. Bruce Anderson scored for Levy. He's on mm. seven as well. Uh, Charles Cook at uh, Ross County. He's on six goals. Joe Rebo at Rangers on six um, Jason Cummings on six Kevin Nisbet on six just looking there but t- yeah top of the table Kyogo then Morelos and then Liam Boyce and Martin Boyle wonder who will be at the end of the season Premiership table as we head for this winter break after 20 games Rangers on 51 points and uh, Celtic on 45 points then Hearts on 36 Motherwell on 31 Hebs on 29 Aberdeen on 27 what can you say about Hebs? I mean, I know we say this. Jack but, Ross must be saying... Like, I know Barry's yeah. too young, yeah. Paul, but when you're reading the, the, the scorers yeah. out there, and I always used to remember that it was at the, the Daily Record golden shot. Remember, yes. it was the first I, to reach yeah. 30, and it was Charlie Nicholas and Ali McCoy. So yeah. then you'd remember you'd Kennedy and Bernie right. Slavin and yeah. all those guys that were all... Uh, great. Always up there. The, yeah. When the newspapers were providing Ken, that kind of thing, Ken, you know. Kennedy. Clyde Bank. Yeah, Clyde Bank. Yeah, Kennedy. I think he had a chance to go well full time a couple of times, but he had a good day job. He didn't want to get because I think it was at Hearts at the time. And maybe mm-hmm. have taken him and paid Clyde Bank um, money. I'm trying to think all the other kind of scorers back okay. in that. Yeah, um, uh, John Brogan Very interesting. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. If we do a third hour, Mark, we'll keep you in mind. <laughs> <laughs> James is tearing his <laughs> hair out at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you got something on tonight. What's that? No, not at all. Are we steaming on here? Mm. Uh, Rangers, right? Top uh, <laughs> attendances this season: average home Rangers forty-six and a half thousand, Celtic on forty thousand two hundred and seventy-six, uh, Hearts on sixteen thousand, Aberdeen on uh, ten thousand. Uh, just looking down and uh, where's Hibs they come in on 13 nearly 14,000 been great attendances this season obviously the Celtic one go up when Rangers uh, come to town Uh, it would have been obviously next uh, this weekend but there's nobody in will we have the fans back by February surely I mean I know that the, the rate is going up but thankfully this is not get yourself vaccinated get the booster Live well and take care. It's not affect. It's not seriously affecting people the way the Delta was. And let's hope we get on top of this. And for mental health, Mark, I yeah. think we need to be out and, and about yep. across the board, yep. all ages, all walks of life. It needs to be. We just need to try and get. But I don't think any of us thought we'd be where we are now. Um, you know, twelve months um, on, but but we are where we are in terms of the old firm game. Paul, February second. You know yourself, and Barry, the, the amount of planning that goes into an old firm game. You know, all the, the, the pre-op stuff, the stuff with the police, mm. you know, the the, the the council, everything that's on, and with the fact that it's a Wednesday night game, mm. quarter take, kick-off, ticket distribution, etc, 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 hospitality, all that. Actually, that's a great point, Mark. I need to pick you up on that. I meant to ask you, 7.45 on a Wednesday evening. Yeah. If, if the fans are there, is this not a recipe for... Well, that, that's, um, yeah. what, that's what I'm wondering about it, Paul, in terms of all that planning. So you would need to start the ball rolling, you know, 14 days in advance mm-hmm. which is going to be January 19th January 20th mm-hmm. um, are we going to is the country going to be a position then to then roll with that and say yeah fans will be back in mm-hmm. because what you don't want to do either yeah you want to give the fans the best possible chance to be there but you don't want to get to doing all the planning and say it's going to happen then in January the 31st you know, by the way nobody's getting in yeah. or it's 500 that's getting to Celtic Park that, so I, I don't know how that's going to work that's going to be really I think that the whole of January is going to be a wipeout in terms of 
it'll be what, what we have just now I can't see us having full houses in the month of January I hope I'm wrong and then for the old firm game it might just be a wee bit soon Paul I, big, I want to say yes cost. I want to say yeah. yes that after this three week period fans will be, will be back but I don't see it I really don't see it and I don't see it for the old firm game and I'm worried that it might go on even longer mm. which um, I'll not just be okay. a worry to me mm -hmm. I think it'll be a worry to all the football well, fans out there isn't it yeah, cause and we, financially for clubs sure. Paul you're, you're, you're spot on because they need the cash disciplinary record in the Premiership so far Red cards, uh, so the worst, top of that table, you don't want to be top of the table, it's Dundee, three red cards, along Motherwell then, uh, three, St. Johnson on three, Hibs on six, Dundee, so it's, it's a combination of yellows and reds, but so the table is Dundee, Motherwell, St. Johnson, Livingston, Hibs, Dundee United, Ross County, St. Mirren, Hearts, Aberdeen, and then Rangers on 33 yellow cards, no red cards, and Celtic on 22 yellow cards and one red card, so... Actually, Rangers and Celtic are atop of that table disciplinary wise. Who's Celtic's red card? Um, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to. Yeah, it was. I was going to say Starfelt. It was. Yeah, thanks, James. Carl Starfelt. So, yeah. Aye, Ross County. Yep. At Ross, yeah, that's just right. a couple of weeks ago. Yep. That's right. Yeah, I was trying to think of the game. Yeah, that's right. Who's going to be top of the table? I mean, Six points clear with Rangers. There's nothing you would change midway through the season, Barry Esther. Who's been your manager of the year 2021 in Scottish football? Well, I, I, I says when you asked me last summer, yep, um, it was Stephen Gerrard for one uh, sure. the, the title. Obviously, he's away now. Um, you can go Callum Davison with winning the double, and and he's going through a tough time mm. uh, just now. Um, you need to come back to me now. I'll come back to you. It's a tough one, though. Well, it is, it's, it's, it's a tough sure. one. If you're talking about the cal excuse me, the calendar year, yes, it's a tough one. Uh -huh. And you made a great point. At the start of the season that Robbie Nielsen he's brought a promoted yeah. team up. Good point. And they're sitting yeah. in in mm. third place. Um, yeah, it's a yeah, good okay. one. Why, why did you need to come to me first? Have a wee thing because <laughs> Mark gave us uh, his player earlier on. Well, when you mentioned, I get, I, I give my manager of the season so far. But That's see right. if you're talking about the calendar no, it's year. A, it's a tough one. I, I tell you what, mm. people, you might think I'm sitting in the fence, but for me, because bear in mind all the different components. Mm -hmm. Gerard's away now. Callum Davidson's difficult second half of the season, um, first half of this new season, despite winning two cup. At the moment, for me, there's only one guy, and it's quite clear. I know, I know, I know who you're going to say. I'm going to say. Who are you going for? Championship? No, oh, no, 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 in the, no. In the Premiership. Oh, it's going to be in the Cinch Premiership. Yeah. All right. Okay. I was going to say oh. Steve Clark. All right. Of course. I was yeah. Going to say Steve Clark. Mm. To be honest. James and I we bang that. I think. Yeah. That that's true. And it is worth speaking about Steve Clark and the job that he did there. Um, yeah. I mean, the Championship. Are you both. going to say Dick Campbell? Well, but, but, yeah, I know. Dick's viable because he kept her broth up. Yep. by a bit to spare and they're now by the way mm. at the very least they're going to be in the playoffs mm -hmm. yeah. and I don't think any since Premiership team Paul would want a broth in the playoffs no, no. 37 points after the 19 games um, Inverness one game less it was cancelled yesterday they're on 34 but it's phenomenal isn't it so Race Rovers in 33 Kelly in 32 you know they're in touching distance it, after it, the it's win a, it's a tough yeah. one it's a good question because yeah. we've just come up with four managers there sure. that, that they yep. all could be in with, with, with a chance mm -hmm. no doubt with Callum Davison winning a double Stephen Gerrard winning the, the um, Premier League mm -hmm. obviously Steve Clapp for what he's done mm -hmm. uh, with Scotland taking him to the Euros and, and we're in the playoffs to get to the, 
the World the Cup, World Cup and, the way, that, and yeah. the way that our national team's playing just now I think everybody's loving it mm. enjoying it Robbie Nielsen the job that he's done bringing a yeah. a, a championship team up and he um, sitting in third place comfortably Dick uh, Campbell you can go on as well so there's, there's a, a number of managers I'm just trying to talk my way out here Ange, <laughs> Ange Postacoglu who's uh, won a cup I know they're, uh, they're, yeah. yeah, there's an argument for everybody yep yep do you, yeah, want, to make, do you want to make the argument for Ange Postacoglu <laughs> no but you're right uh, they've taken the first silverware of the season um, who's going to win the title the £40 million title and then Cup Day which you love and you had so many successes you didn't lose a cup final um, and Callum McGregor has also got an amazing record hasn't he uh, obviously because he was there right through Celtic winning uh, the Cups and the, that, the, four uh, trebles. the four trebles and then captaining Celtic last week at the it seems ages ago in a way the League Cup final the Premier Sports in, I, in a way yeah. so much I think so much chat about getting ready for the the Celtic Rangers January 2nd and then that pushed back and uh, then the games yesterday it's fascinating isn't it are both going to come up Barry what do you think you know how tough it is in these leagues mm -hmm. will they come out or will it be tougher We've for them the form that they've produced yeah. the first half of the season yep and the job that he's done there okay. part time yep training twice a week he's only got them four hours yep well honestly that that is a crazy job yeah. that that he's done there because that's what you're doing I'm just actually it's, just, yep. I'm thinking about it yep I, I, I know how hard that is I know the difficulties guys missing training because they've got to work overtime they're, they're stuck at work I, um, I think Dick missed the game yesterday with Covid mm -hmm. oh did he yeah I wouldn't bet against it there you go if I was a betting okay. man I think there's every chance at Dick Campbell and okay. if he gets them promoted yeah. that's got to be up there the, the best the, the best oh, manager of the decade let's it's make a new one it's, <laughs> it's phenomenal yeah. it is. It so who's coming up with them is it Inverness is it Wraith Rovers Kilmarnock Partick Thistle they're all in the mix and then there's uh, obviously you then get to the other end of the table with Hamilton Ayr Queen of the South and Fermland and Morton who's going to come up alongside them Mark do you, you think you've got to yeah, fancy Kilmarnock to, to, yeah. to be in there yeah. Inver you know that's what, that's what was intrig or is intriguing me about the Kilmarnock job mm. if you look at Kilmarnock so, so they're in the championship so do they think let's try and destabilise one of our rivals so mm -hmm. do they go and try and get Billy Dodds a good air mm. do they go and try and Nick Billy Dodds or do they go and try and Nick John McGlynn mm. do something like that because mm. you're, 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 you're talking about what you would believe to be strengthening your own club yep. but weakening your direct opposition because there's a real battle going on yep. as you've said Paul you've just reined them all so I don't know it might, it might be somebody completely different but mm. um, I, you, you just uh, Billy you Dodds wonder, yeah, yeah I wouldn't listen Good show. he's settled up in Inverness he is. he's living up there now ah, he is. Okay. he's been yeah. living up there for a number of years yeah. aye. Mm -hmm. so he's pretty settled I think that job just suited them perfectly. Obviously, going in and helping Terry out last yep. night. Well, I need to say his right name in case people don't know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Neil McCann. Yeah, indeed. And he took the job <laughs> over. Um, Minder. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Dodgy That's came in point. to help him, yeah. but he's been he's been settled up there for a. He's an Ayrshire boy. And think yeah, of, come. Think of all that great coverage. Massive club. All that great that. coverage they get in Radio Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been on there for years as well. So you know, it's are. a big, big club. You know, you yeah. remember them winning the cup not too many years ago. Yeah, 1997. That was uh, a few years ago. But yeah, yeah John uh, Finney Street Trotten. and all that. Yeah, right, right. Billy Dodd. Bobby, what about Jack Bobby Ross Robinson for that one? Yeah. I, you know, people have said, yeah, Jack Ross. And people have said, no, it won't be. Obviously, that there's a connection there with, with, with James uh, Fowler. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know, but you know, I think if um, 
you know, if, if Kilmarnock thought that Jack Ross is interested, if it's a job that appeals to Jack, then you'd have to say then they'd be daft not to speak to him and, and, and get him in for a chat. From our point of view, West of Scotland Station, we'd love to see Kelly coming up or Partick Thistle. We don't think it'll happen for the Jags, but it's almost a it's a dream league this year, Barry. We've often said it because we've got all the major cities and you know, we get Dundee and Dundee United, you get the Derby. Mm. Um Hearts and Hibs because we all know you can't. it'll be hard to believe in some years to think Dundee United were out the, the table for a while Hibs were out the, the top league Hearts, Hearts were out of it just last year Rangers were out yeah. yeah well I know I think when you look back on that one it'd be hard so to believe it's, it's so brilliant yeah. for our league that we've got that we've uh, got Dundee Derby we've got the Edinburgh Derby and um, we've also got the the old firm derby yep it's, uh, it's not a derby in England but it's one of the great games tonight United versus United a wee bit about that and more from the two managers next The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go, go. Big match tonight down south it's Newcastle United under Eddie Howe up against uh, Manchester United with Ralph Rangnick, of course, in charge. Looking forward to that one, Mark, tonight. Yeah, as you say, Paul, you know, years gone by, you think of the, the, oh. the Kevin Keegan, Sir Alex Ferguson. Sir Alex is going to be 80 this weekend. Yeah, we um, mentioned it yesterday. As well. We'll talk and in a moment. You yeah. think, but um, that's got the makings of a, a cracker. And I think Newcastle could go down, Paul. I really yeah. think they could be away. You know, I think Norwich have gone. I think Norwich are a set. And then it's, it's any two from probably five. Um, out with that it's looking like it Barry what about tonight Eddie Howe any joy for him do you think or is it going to be Man United who well they want to be make sure they're in the Champions League slot I think Man United will, will win um, I think I've got to agree I think Newcastle will struggle I don't care how much money they'll have to spend in in January I think um, they'll go down this year you reckon they're going to go down yep. it's a huge rebuild job isn't it no matter how much money you've got it was always going to take a few years and it's, get, it's getting the players up to Newcastle yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the problem that Eddie Howe's going to get no matter if you're offering a player crazy amounts mm. Obama um, young money yeah yep, they're, they're going to want to go further further up Manchester mm-hmm. yep they prefer London because of their lifestyle mm-hmm. um, so it's going to be it's a tough one that no matter I mean obviously they've got so much money to go and burn mm. um, and spend on players it's a, it's a tough job Scoreline tonight do you think Newcastle Man U is it going to be a few goals uh, no the... I'll go a couple of goals Man U I'll go Man U to win 2-0 Mark 3-1 Man U 3-1 Man U Man City top of the table after that well it was a demolition for a while wasn't it 4-0 yeah. against Leicester but then they come back to 4-3 in the second half uh, but then it ended up what 6-3 uh, talk about that in a minute Liverpool in 41 of course they didn't have a game Chelsea in 41 and Arsenal in 35 uh, high spot for Scotland uh, Kieran Tierney scoring yeah lovely finish uh, to put Arsenal uh, two goals ahead I think when they you know, when they, they, they slowed down um, and, and watched the replay you see where he starts his run from Paul he's about 25 yards in his own half Arsenal one possession and he just goes like a train mm. leaves his mark on the right winger doesn't he track him and then he's in his own. It's a lovely. He's, he's got the option just to roll it along the six-yard box, but he goes for the angle drive in off the post, past um, Angus uh, Gunn, and um, in typical Kieran Tierney style, a real proper celebration. You know, just a real old-fashioned captain celebration. celebration. Yeah, look, he's got to be in the running. Um, I know Mikel Arteta um, has said that they might do kind of different captains. I, I, um, I don't like that. No, I think you have one. You have a leader. One one thing that's clear, Obama Yang is absolutely bombed out there. Nowhere near it again yesterday. 
Uh, and do you know what? Why not give it to Kieran Tierney? Barry, would you yeah, agree? Just the yep. way he goes about his business, mm-hmm. uh, I think it would be a, a no-brainer. Was I know somebody says last week, there's not a big argument about it. He, he yeah. couldn't be the captain because he's Scottish. Oh, that's right. Simon, Martin Keown said that, uh, that no? was Simon Jordan. Simon I think Robert, he was yeah. winding up Jim a little bit. I think it was just a bit um, of nonsense from him. You just him. need to see yep. the, the way mm. he, he plays the game. I, I just mm-hmm. like it. He, he's 100%. Uh, look, forget about all the quality he's got. He plays the game. He just wants to win, and I, I like I, I like players like that, and I think he's captain material. Sure, Stephen Gerrard uh, got COVID. We hope he's back soon. Obviously, he wasn't at the game yesterday. Villa took the lead against Chelsea, but Chelsea went on to win three one. Man City, we mentioned six three against Leicester. What about Tottenham under Antonio Conte? Three yeah. nil against uh, Crystal Palace. Yep. Conte's got a bit of magic, hasn't he? He's got a great CV, Paul. You look at his mm. track record at all the different clubs and at Chelsea, and um, one thing that he started to do. Now as well, watched them um, match of the day as uh, Harry Kane's on. Harry mm-hmm. Kane's looking like his old self. He'll really sharp. Um, great finish for the, for the opening goal um, yesterday uh, as well. So you know, for for Spurs to be successful, they need to have Harry Kane uh, bang on it, and he's right on it in the, in the moment. Brighton winning uh, over Brentford two uh, 0 and West Ham losing again. It's been a tough. Uh, season for them over the Christmas period that the festive season West Ham 2 Southampton 3 I see El Yanusi got the opening goal but Barry are you surprised that West Ham lost yesterday? Yep that's a couple of games mm. um, but you've got to look at the bigger picture look at the job that he's done there um, and also they've been in Europe for the first time mm. and they qualified out the Europa um, group stage so look, it's just a mini blip they're going through the job that Davey, Davey Moyes has done there has been unbelievable um, and I actually enjoy watching West Ham they've got mm. some yeah. really good players mm. and he's he's picked these players up for buttons in terms of the, the Premier League prices mm-hmm. um, so look a mini blip he'll come through that Golden Sullivan have not given him that much gold recently have they he's, uh, no, he's managed not. the finances really really well do you think the, the, the players realise how good that club is at the moment you know, you, you look at you know more than 50,000 at every game the fans are right yep. As Barry said, I think they're really entertaining to watch. You know, you know, a lot of ding dongs. They concede goals um, as well. Declan Rice has, has been brilliant. Mikel Antonio. Um, could they win a they, cup? Sorry, could David Moyes win a cup? I, I, I couldn't rule it out. You couldn't rule them out winning the, the Europa League. I think now what David yeah. Moyes will realise the squad is absolutely stretched to the limit. Big second half coming up of the season, where they want to kick on and try and you know at least finish in fifth place. Mm-hmm. And as you say, Paul, trying to win an FA Cup is one thing that's alluded, Davey despite his illustrious career, he's never won a trophy. Yep. So he want to go and do that. Need to go and buy two or three players in, in, in Jan. He's always very careful uh, with how he spends his money, uh, or, or, or the club's money, um, that is. But I think he'll realise he needs to go and get two or three players next month. Jurgen Klopp and Brendan Rodgers have reiterated that they think there are too many games over this period because obviously England is a full card yeah. tomorrow, COVID permitting. So the table there, Man City on 47 points, Liverpool one game less on 41, Chelsea also on 41. Uh, they've played 19, same as Man City. Arsenal on 35, who would have believed that in the autumn, the early autumn? Tottenham on 29, West Ham on 28, Man United on 27, Wolves 25, Brighton 23 and Leicester on 22. Two points there. Um, top four, Barry, at Man City, Liverpool, or oh, Chelsea. Yeah, I went fact, for Chelsea yeah, at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Mm. Um, Took a little come good. So we blip recently, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but yeah. I watched the game yesterday. Um, yep, yeah, they were, it made a difference. Lukaku coming on it. 
at half time he's obviously been missing the last three games mm. because of Covid force um, of nature isn't he yeah oh, just an yeah. absolute machine um, but I'm going to stick with Chelsea but um, top four is going to be between Chelsea Man City Liverpool Man United. Man United right okay did you play against Lukaku you must have played against him I would imagine maybe how do you think about that Mark no, I don't think I no did. maybe not your top four in England who do you think I think Man so, City look unstoppable yep. Um, I think Liverpool and Chelsea will give them a run for the money I think it'll be tight we'll go to the wire four spot Maybe, yeah. well, let's see Let's see, Barry we're watching is it going to be Davy Moyes do you think he'll go West Ham in fourth position no I think it's too big an ask uh, for them um, I think that you've got to Arsenal Man United or Spurs I've got to go Man U I agree with Barry Man U should be very least Man United should be fourth should be fourth Bournemouth have gone one up at QPR so uh, Bournemouth had started the season brilliantly but they've gone off the boil but they're ahead at the moment at Loftus Road so yeah, Matt Warburton's done a really good job at QPR he? this yeah. season as well yeah. he really has he's, he's dug yeah. in there they've stuck by him as well and um, you know he's he's right in the mix you couldn't rule out QPR being in the, the playoffs this season Barry the question I was asking you earlier then manager of the year 2021 in Scotland for you who would it be? Well, do you know what I've switched I was thinking about Aye, my player yeah. mm-hmm. You do you, oh do you want to give the player right give us the player right yeah who's your player of the year and I should have said David Turnbull has 10 goals Jota 9 just when I read them so out so earlier it, on so it's a calendar year calendar for 2021 year. Yep. Uh-huh. because we won't hear either of you until next year where are we today the 27th so I just want I'm to ask I'm going to stick with what yep. I said last I think it was me and Mark were speaking about mm-hmm. it we were speaking about Callum McGregor and yep. Joe Aribo mm-hmm. I know Celtic didn't have a, a great season but I still thought Callum McGregor was the one mm-hmm. that was producing decent performances I thought Joe Arebo last year was excellent I think he's went up a notch or two this year so I'm going to say Joe Arebo Joe Arebo your player of 2021 he's the one you wouldn't want Rangers to lose of all of them no he's too important yeah he's too important and it looks as though he's loving it just now yeah yep and that's a good sign Mm -hmm. Um, just stay about for another couple of years and then look if if he continues to play like the way he's doing he's going to get that that move mm. um, but in case in terms of I'm, I'm playing week in week out I, I would like to see Rangers try and sit him down and, and get him on a longer term deal Jim McKee is listening in he listens every night in Kent to apparently plays it back puts him off to sleep later on <laughs> no that's not the case Jim and Alison there but he listens every night so yeah, good on Jim uh, from Bodwell originally but he listens in uh, at night if you can't hear it live so I've given you a few seconds there Mark so for you then overall for this year your player of 2021 uh, in Scotland 2021 I go to go for Alan McGregor the Rangers goalkeeper yeah why because he makes saves, Paul. That 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 win games. He's made he's made saves that that um, help Rangers be successful. Um, and uh, you know exactly what you're you're getting. You know, to win an award like you, you need to be consistent. You need to be an eight out of ten, thirty-five yeah. to forty games a season. And I think Alan McGregor um, gives it. As I've said before, I think you know I know Stephen Gerrard's away now, but everything under account, he was Stephen Gerrard's best signing mm-hmm. for sure um, so yeah I would okay. go for Alan McGregor that was one of your best moments of the year the three of us were on the Monday night there'd been a bit of chat you know about uh, well Dean Smith had gone who was going to go to Villa and we said at five o'clock Stephen Gerrard is interested in the Villa position we said it at five o'clock on that Monday night and you said 
Villa are very interested in Steven Gerrard. And then the Wednesday we said that was it, it was done and dusted. So uh, well done for that here. Yeah, yep. Came as a surprise. I thought Didn't he would have stayed. Yeah. Um, mm. I know he's went, but do you know well, what? It's turned out very well for Rangers. That it has. Geo's come in. I think I think both parties, when you look at it now, but <laughs> both parties, mm-hmm. there was clearly frustration with Steven Gerrard that he wasn't able to kick on at Rangers the way he wanted to by getting the backing that he wanted. On the other hand, you can look at both. So the board backed him to the hilt. They couldn't give him any more until maybe a couple of players were sold and he could regenerate his own money. But when you look at it now, for, for Rangers, the way they've kicked on by getting another quality coach in Van Bronckhorst and for Steven Gerrard, it's worked very well for it's both parties. It's been seamless. See, exactly. It has. It's, it's come in and it's, it's tough, but what, what he's done is, he's done the, the most important thing is he's shut up shop. He's made them difficult to score against and they're still attractive going forward season four is always tough isn't it I mean look at Brendan Rodgers I know it's not four full, full years but uh, he's finding it tough having even having won, won uh, an FA Cup for them for the first time ever Barry manager of the year 2021 20, I've for got you. to go with Stephen even yeah, if he's sure. been away for going and winning the league that's okay because Celtic were so so dominant yeah. for nine years nobody could get absolutely anywhere near them and they go I mean that I says at the start of the season before that it would be a miracle if Rangers did win it and they went on to win it by 25 points. Miracle worker Stephen Gerrard. He had that belief, didn't he? He had that I, confidence. I, I, I couldn't yep. believe it. Yep. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. I couldn't believe in terms of Celtic how poor they were last year. Yeah. I just, I, I was watching them thinking, that's not the Celtic I was watching. It seems a long in time games. ago now, doesn't it? Under Ange Postacoglu, who deserves such credit for coming into a shambles in the summer and uh, winning the first trophy mm-hmm. so far. So there's a lot to look forward to for the coming year Mark for you the manager of the year I mean obviously there's uh, Stephen Gerrard yeah, he, yeah he's gone uh, Callum Davidson t- two trophies yeah. <laughs> the two cups in the oh, year that, I mean I, I know phenomenal. I know um, yeah I mean it's, it's Callum Davidson would have to be right in the mix Stephen Gerrard he's left Rangers mm. but look at what he achieved by winning the title by 25 points by by stopping the 10 winning 55 whatever you want to look at it and then look what he left now for all the, the criticism that he had, you know, I think we've said in the programme a few times, one defeat in 57 league games. I couldn't, I games couldn't or whatever, believe you know, that. that came out so when you look mm. at that, he left Rangers top of the league, four points clear, still in Europe um, and still in a cup semi-final. He wasn't in charge yep. um, when, when Rangers lost to him. So you look at that, it's hard to argue against Stephen Gerrard. If I had to throw up a challenger to, to Barry, it would have to be Callum Davidson. But I think yep. over, over, the, over the piece, Stephen Gerrard possibly just, just edging it but Callum Davidson outstanding I, I couldn't argue against that in terms of if somebody did say if Callum Davidson did get an award if there was an award for the calendar year to win two cups at a club no disrespect St Johnson the level of budget he has to operate with what a job that was for Callum Davidson Mr Ferguson I know you want to finish by saying Happy birthday this uh, Friday to the other Mr Ferguson, now Sir Alec Ferguson, yeah, he, probably the greatest ever yeah, manager. It was worrying yeah. times when obviously he went, he went through what he went through, but I mean, you see, obviously we all watch the Premier League, he's always at Man United games, yeah. the camera pans round, round, round to him and he looks back to health again um, for what he went through. So, yep, to get to eight year old, for me, the best manager in Britain. Brilliant. Sir Alex, have a great day on Friday. We're back. Mark, thanks very much. We'll see you next Monday. 
yep. I'll see you in 2022 have Indeed. a great new year thank everybody. you very Paul much Barry. look forward to it and Barry uh, going to take a couple of weeks off yeah, from we'll here yep. Yep. good luck with the Aloha and we'll see you and uh, we'll continue some Christmas New I'll Year celebrations I'll be tuning in I'll be tuning in great you give us some that. marks you can send us some notes <laughs> okay that's me in trouble Rob <laughs> McLean's here tomorrow night with Craig Moore thanks everyone thanks James we'll see you soon the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.